When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association. My G! What are you doing? My G! You're surprisingly upbeat. Yeah, I feel good actually. Had a good day, but a very productive day today. Now you're out of your isolation. Period. Done a bit of weight and all, haven't you? Done a stone, geezer. Done a stone. This was the best thing to happen to me about COVID. Because basically, because I was locked in a room, I couldn't get to the fridge or the larder. And my big problem is at night. I don't know if you have the same problem, but after your dinner and like when the kids have gone to bed, what else do you do other than watch TV and eat? So I was just having breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and nothing in the middle. And over two weeks, I've done a stone. And I've like worked out once. So you've basically done like a 10-day fat camp? Pretty much. And it's unbelievable. Like, literally, what's happened as well is, you know, you can now literally see all the abs. It's unbelievable. Have a look. It's this top stuck in the thing. I can't get it up, but I'll, honestly, I'll show you another time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure, mate. Yeah. yeah. How you been, Geese? I'm all right. I'm all right. All good. All good. Um, all right. So let's talk about you first of all. What is the likely chance? No, I'm shy. I'm a shy guy. I don't like talking about myself. Let's talk about you. Oh. Because I know, obviously, it's not as straightforward as like you're out of the isolation period and then you can just kind of. Go to the show Saturday. It's not no, straightforward. The, the issue is, I'm actually talking to the board about it. It's not so much for me, but it's for um, the fighters, really. We need to evolve with the science, if you like. And so, although my CT levels, like, I'm non infectious, right? After, um, after 10 days, government guidelines you can go back to work, right? As long as you don't have any symptoms. I have no symptoms, right? So, but my test, I, w- I could test positive for the next three months, right? So the Premier League put a rule in place that any player that tests positive is not allowed to retest for 90 days because you will have dead cells in your body and, you know, but you can go back and play after 10 days. You're non-infectious, right? So the issue that we're going to have is, I'll skip this week anyway, but I could test positive till the end of the year, right? But today I spoke to the um, consultant virologist for the Premier League who confirmed to me with my test and everything, I'm not infectious, right? But the board rule will be, well, we need a negative test, which is ridiculous really, because you're going to get a fighter that could test positive and can't fight again. 
three months, even though they're, they're no luck. So we have to follow the Premier League, really. Um, so I'm talking to the board about that. Um, listen, I might do a test tomorrow and I might be negative, but it's very unlikely that, you know, I would show negative during that period. But you said this anyway, didn't you? You said this before. Yeah, this is, this is, we just got to, you know, look, again, it's just because I, if I ain't at a show this week, it's no great shakes. I'm thinking of people like Peter Fury, right, who tested positive yesterday. Peter Fury might test positive for the rest of the year. It's just how it may be. But he, after 10 days, and once his CT levels get to a certain point, he's no longer infectious. So he's not a risk. So therefore, he should be allowed to go back to work. Same with the fighters. If the government legislation is, you know, you could be a heart surgeon, right? And you can track COVID. You isolate for 10 days. After 10 days, you can go back into the operating theater and give surgery to a patient. Yet, if you're a trainer, and you go 10 days or so, you can't go back and train a fire. It's ridiculous. So, but look, we're all learning. The board have done a, a brilliant job and we've just got to just evolve together because my worry is for the fighters, we're going to get, you know, normally on fight week, we lost Marshall ranking this week, right? Normally on fight week, it's like a 5% chance you might lose a fight, probably less. Now we get into the stage where it's like, might be a 50% chance we're going to lose a fight. And sooner or later, we could lose a main event, you know? So it's a right, it's a right pain in the arse, to be honest with you, because, you know, it's a pain in the arse doing the shows, um, etc. without a crowd. It's really tough. But it's even tougher when we, you lose fights. Mm. But it's inevitable right now. But, you know, I think sometimes when it gets tough and, you know, you might be feeling a little bit down, that's the moment where you've just got to, you know, roll up the sleeves and go, hell yeah, motherfuckers, and just crack on. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. No, that's right. Just roll, roll them up. Hey, motherfuckers, crack on. Absolutely. Edward, are you, scheduled yeah. to have, are you scheduled to have a test then, or not? Hold on, you break this week. Come out positive. Go on. You're breaking up. Repeat. Yeah, I can okay, now. I had one earlier this test this week, which yeah. came back positive, but my CT levels were just below 40, which means you're not infectious anymore. And all I've got to do is just get over 40. And be, so that could be tomorrow, it could be the day after, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm more concerned about the system moving forward. Like, I've got to, I've got to reschedule ranking and marshal, right? And I want to do that maybe for the Usyk Chisora card. That's two and a half weeks from when Peter tested positive, okay? So he's got to go and isolate now for 10 days. And Savannah's got to go and isolate for two weeks. So she'll do that. She can train in her house. She can do whatever she's got to do. But when Peter comes back after that isolation period, it's very likely he'll test positive, even though he's not no longer infectious, even though under government law, you can return to work. Do you know what I'm saying? So... And even though the Premier League don't allow you to retest for 90 days. Now, there's people, I believe, playing football whose CT levels are like 30 or 35. So, I don't know. It, listen, it's not easy. And I'm not, this is absolutely not, oh, the board's got to do, you know, the board are doing an amazing job. But we've just got to evolve together and keep on learning. And, and like I say, my worry is a fighter may have tested positive, 
a month ago, they're back in camp, they're training, and then they go for a test in three weeks and they test positive, even though they're no longer infectious and they've done their isolation. You dig? Were you using Usyk Zizora as a, an example? You're not really going to put, think about putting Marshall and Rankin yeah, on that card. Absolutely. Why not? How's that going to work, though? It's like li literally just over two weeks away. Because Savannah Marshall is ready to fight, right? She can, she can work, train at home. She can do what she's got to do. She can come out of isolation on the Wednesday of fight week or Tuesday of fight week, wherever it was. She was tested Tuesday, I think. And then she can go on fight week and get tested on Wednesday and she can fight. What about Peter Fury, though? Peter Fury's got, only got 10 days. So Peter Fury is out in 10 days and he's allowed to go back to work. But what I'm saying is you can go back to work if you don't have the symptoms. You can be non-infectious, but he may fail a test. This is the issue with the ball. The board have to make a ruling, say that any fighter or trainer that passes a test no longer has to retest for, if it's the same as the Premier League, 90 days. Or if you, want, you don't want to do that, make it 30 days. But you're just going to get people who are testing positive and are losing the opportunity to work and to fight who are safe to do so. Do you understand? So currently, that is not the rule with the board. So if Peter Fury comes into fight week of Usyk Jazora test positive, what happens then currently now? He'll have to do thing. Savannah Marshall can't fight, and it's not fair. It's not right. So that's what, that's what the, the discussions are now with the board. Listen, Peter Fury might test positive till Christmas. It doesn't mean that he's infectious. So... You can't deny people, you can't allow, you deny people the opportunity to go back to work or fighters can't fight because of this, you know? So when are you hoping the board are going to actually, like, rule on this? Because... I, think they'll, I, I don't, I, it's not like a big decision for them. I think they'll speak to the virologist and they'll say, yes, we agree and we'll follow the Premier League. But that's what happens, like, ASAP, surely. Next in the next few days. I mean, look, I, I, I could argue that, you know, I've already got an email from the virologist to say, Eddie, on analysis of your test, you are not infectious. All right? So I could go back to the board and say, I want to come on Saturday. Look, is it, but I'm not, we, they've got to take their time on this. They've got to do their own due diligence. But ultimately, you can't do more. We've just done it in snooker. We've changed the rule because of the Premier League ruling because snooker players were testing positive, going back, isolating under government rules. And when you've done your isolation, if you've got no symptoms, you go back to work. And they're saying, wait a minute, I'm not infectious. I've done my isolation. I need to work. You can't deprive people of being able to go to work if you're following the government guidelines. I mean, how long is this interview going to talk about government guidelines? Have you got nothing else to say? Who's one of me? Yeah, who do you think I'm fucking talking You're the fucking one that's waffling on about yourself. You. Oh, 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 Eddie, let's talk about you. I don't want to talk about you. Yeah, me. but that was meant to be for a couple of minutes, but at 10 minutes later, you're still talking. You know, it's people like you who give me a bad rep because people out there, oh, Eddie Hearn's always talking about himself. You know, what do you think it's like, yeah, to hear that day in, day out? All right, mate. What's that? Don't let the bastards get you down. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is and all. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> let's move away. Let's talk about the show this week. Obviously, 
have lost Marshall and Rankin, oh, that will yeah. be rescheduled. Yeah. So yeah. that will happen. Ritson against Vasquez. Let's yeah. talk about it. Great fight. I mean, you saw my old mate, O'Hara Davis. Um, Miguel, I mean, everyone knows Miguel Vasquez beat O'Hara Davis comfortably in that fight. Uh, didn't get the decision. He's a very, very good fighter. You know, I think it's an awkward fight for Lewis Ritson. Um, I think that um, Lewis Ritson has shown in the past slight vulnerabilities to people who have good movement and good feet. And there's probably very few who have movement and feet like Miguel Vasquez. So I think it's a very tough fight. Also, you've been to Newcastle on numerous occasions. One of the best atmospheres, if not the best atmosphere in boxing. And this experience is very different. You know, it's going to be in the arena there in Peterborough, no crowd. And I think this is going to be a very, very tough fight for Lewis Ritson and a very important fight for his career because I think the fights that are out there for him are huge. You've added a fight to this, haven't you? Yeah. Last-minute fight via Tony Bellew. Yeah, so I don't know if you've seen Tony Bellew's social media in the last week, but he's now working with a number of fighters. So basically what happened was Tony Bellew's a softie, right? Whereas I know he gives it the big one and, you know, tough guy from Liverpool and blah, 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 but he's a softie. You know that, right? So he goes to the gym and he basically meets these young kids who... You know, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but don't have a lot, right? They're trying to crack it in the world of boxing. They're putting everything into it, and they're just not getting their breaks, right? One of them is Meshach Spear. I believe he's 3-0, 4-0. And this week, he's been posting loads of stuff. You know, I just need these opportunities for him, blah, blah, blah. He calls me fucking non-stop, right? Please give this guy. He'll fight anyone, anytime, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Tone. I'm trying to get my own fighters out. So, you know, we've already got Tom Hart with him, who's boxing November 14th. You, ah, please, please, this kid, blah, 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 blah. Gives me the sob story. You know, I met Shakespeare, he's got five kids. He just needs an opportunity, blah, 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 blah. So fuck off, Tony. Right? Savannah Marshall, that fight falls through. He's in the bubble yesterday, right? And people think this that we like, contrived this on social media. He's calling me nonstop, right? Ed, please... Let me put one of my boys on. You've got a space. You always say you haven't got a space. Please. I said, Tony, we haven't got time. You know, the medicals have got to be in. They've got a test first thing tomorrow morning. Like, Meshack Spear, he'll fight anyone. He'll fight anyone. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, so I think he's super featherweight, right? Around lightweight. Who, who on earth would take a 50-50 fight with two days notice? And I just thought, Kane fucking Baker. Who retired? Semi-retired the other day. He's retired. Just, just lost to Aki Fiers in a close fight and now and retired after. But I saw an Instagram from him saying he was, I saw him back in the gym, right? So I, I messaged Errol Johnson, his manager, and he was like, let me put it to him. And then it was like, it was hilarious because it was the negotiations of a world title fight, right? So Errol Johnson goes, he's, he's Kane in the home corner. I'm like, oh my God, don't start all that. Boys, do you want to tear up or not? Like, don't don't start making it complicated. Well, you know, he boxed against Akeem Fiaz and, you know, he was in the away corner. He felt it was a close fight. So I'm like, so I phoned Tony. Tony, can your kid go in the uh, away corner? What? 
fuck off, fuck off. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Tone. Anyway, he, he walks second. He'll go in the home court. He's a fucking six rounder, right? So he's on a win bonus. They're both on win bonuses because they wanted more money and blah, blah, blah. Give me a win bonus. So they're both taking like good purses plus win bonuses as well. It's on. So Tony's kid, Mesh Shakespeare, who I have no idea is any good. I know he can fight and he's, a, he's, a, he's all action, right? Fights Kane Baker. I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And you know what? I think it's great. I think it's great that right now in this kind of environment, with two or three days to go, we can turn around and we can make someone's career, make someone's year with an opportunity. And you know what I say? Go and fucking take that opportunity. Because the door of opportunity is always closed until you bang it the fuck down. And I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing people moaning. Oh, he's getting opportunities all the time. Oh, fuck. You know, uh, yeah, you know why? Because he's pesting me, or he's pushing me, or he's a character, he's a personality, or people, are, or he's a good fighter that can't get an opportunity. Don't worry about other people getting opportunities. Carve one out for yourself, right? Oh, Tony Bellew's got his got his like one of his yeah. So what? Tony Bellew's bugged me so bad that he's got a kid on from Liverpool who probably right now is struggling, right? And he's got an opportunity to box live on TV on Saturday night and change his life. Kane Baker, same thing. He was retired three days ago or four days ago, right? Get back in for a payday. Win this fight. The winner of this fight stays on. Winner stays on, on the shows. So let's not just be so petty, like, oh, God, oh, it's a sixth rounder. Oh, my God, he doesn't deserve the opportunity. Fuck off. Let's see a tear up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, pro debut, finally, of Ellie Scottney this weekend. Yeah. Well, you've missed quite a lot out, so I'll, I'll, I'll recap that for you because obviously your your preparation skills in interviewing is absolutely diabolical. It what, what are you has. talking about? I've missed what out? Lots of fights. I mean, finally, we you've done. No, I meant finally. She's making a debut. You fucking moron. <laughs> I didn't mean finally as in like the, oh, end of the last oh, week. I meant finally she fair, gets to make her to debut. Fair, to be fair, I get it now. I take it back. You absolute fucking prick. My <laughs> language hasn't been good in this interview. Oh, I love it. Go on, we love, we love oh. a swear one. Go on, Ed. So, yes, finally, yeah. Ellie Scottney will be making her pro debut. Yes. I, I really believe, right, and let's, let's get this sorted, Hopefully she don't lose on Saturday. I believe this this young lady will be world champion within eight fights. I think she's super, super special. And you know what? What a character. What a character. She cracked me up. You know, she was working in B&Q. No, she's handed her notice. Because now she's getting her money. I've got her a sponsorship as well. Shout out to Daffabet. And she's, she's binned off B&Q. I really, really like her. Honestly, I think she's a great character. Great personality. She can really fight. Really fight. And she's from South London. So she's got to be able to fight. Right? So this is, this is the, you know, the debut of a very special fighter. Finally. Finally. Uh, 
Ward and Asomba. It's an interesting yeah. little fight, isn't it? Hmm. We actually had a, a fight for Thomas Patrick Ward. Uh, I think it was Israel Garcia. Ranked fight. It was a good fight. And he got COVID. Yeah. So COVID just... No Vaseline again from, from our friend. Uh, COVID-19. And Thomas Asomba stepped up. Errol Johnson again. You know, big opportunity for him. Great, great little payday. He actually took the fight because he believes he can beat Martin Moore because they've sparked many, many rounds together. And Asomba always gives everybody a good fight. Doesn't stop trying. And look, Ward's on the verge of a world title fight now. So I'm interested to watch him live. He's a very, very talented fighter. And I, I believe he could win a world title. Uh, the very charismatic Joseph Laws is in action. Some of his sweets, mate. I'm fucking... I know. Did you see the one today when he was having a pony and he was going on about the... the uh, uh, the toilet roll. He's just completely on another planet. But anyway, this is a 50-50 fight. This is a 50-50 fight. And I think this is going to be an absolute war. An absolute war. Ryland Charlton, good fighter. Been down sparring with Connor Ben and all the boys at the matchroom gym. Connor says he's very, very strong. Can punch a bit as well. This is a complete 50-50 fight. And... Good luck to both. I love Joe Laws. I think he's a great character. You know, you know Joe Laws, right? I know he's, you know, a bit of a clown and blah blah blah. But he works his nuts off, mate. He lives and breathes boxing. Have you froze? You have. You froze. Ah, not really. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, you know I'm on spotted as well. When I when I start laughing, sometimes I close one eye. Hello. I hadn't noticed that before. That's good that one, isn't it? You like that? Look. Have I missed anything out? No, but I think. Well, you've done it now, you knob. It's been done. It's been done now, Ed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. We can talk about Kez Ashfak, though. That is a great fight. Great uh, fight. Little bit of interesting dynamics about this fight. Final eliminator for the British Super Bantamweight title. Kez Ashfak against Mark Leach. Kez Ashfak, formerly with um, Kelvin Travis, Nigel Travis's dad, right, for a long time, throughout his whole pro career. Switch camps to Angel Fernandez, part of the AJ team. Mark Leach's corner. Nigel Travis and Jamie Moore. Very, very interesting. A lot of people believe Mark Leach very, very live in this fight. Could be a little bit cagey early on. They've sparred many rounds. Both good movers. But a very, very good fight. Very intriguing fight and a very important fight for both of them. And that completes your bill, correct? Why are you doing it again? <laughs> Sorry, it's got in my head now. That completes the bill. 7 p.m. Sky Sports. Um, the zone in the US. Good card. I mean, look, gutted to lose Marshall Rankin. I mean, it's such a brilliant fight. But it is what it is. I think you're still going to get a lot of entertainment. Mm. We'll look forward to it. Tune in, even if Hearn isn't going to be there. Might be. Might make a little appearance. Do you know what I mean, Gita? Um Oh! Two weeks today is the launch of my book. Listen, we are so close. 
listen, we are so close, Coog, to getting in the top 50 Sunday Times bestsellers. Like, we've had a great pre-sale. We've sold out the signed copies. Mate, listen. If you haven't bought my book, Relentless, let's get it. Let's get it. It's really, it, you know, you, you know me. I'm, I, I very, very rarely will I blow my own trumpet. This is a really good book. We're, we're really looking forward to that. Two weeks today. Can't wait. Really can't wait, mate. Um, <laughs> Wilder Fury. What's going on there? What is going on? What I mean, it's going on there, right? I mean, right, let's just, so, Eva, Deontay Wilder just has just vanished from the earth and just don't fancy fighting anymore. Or his advisors have done the worst contract in boxing history. I mean, this is just expired, right? We're in a global pandemic. I mean, you know, how can you, I don't know. So are you telling me that you've done a contract that doesn't protect yourself against a force majeure and you no longer have a rematch clause? It's just expired. I don't believe that Shelley Finkel and the team would have done that. But then Aram and these guys are just goading them, saying, bye, it's expired. And Shelley's coming out going, oh, no, we, I hope we can do the fight. Why are you coming out and protect your rights? Say, so, no, you signed for a rematch. Here's the contract. We're having it. It's not. It's like, oh, well, we're still, we'll, we'd still take it. But where's Deontay Wilder? I mean, let me tell you something now. When Anthony Joshua lost to Andy Ruiz, there was not one day that went past that he did not think about avenging that defeat. When Dillian Wyatt got knocked out, and I, I know he was only down for eight seconds, right, to Alexander Povetkin, there, as soon as he got out of the ring, you saw him. I want that fight. He's, all he's thought about since then is winning that rematch. So what on earth has happened to Deontay Wilder? Are you telling me you don't want to offend this defeat? Are you telling me you don't want to be king again? You don't want to be champ? You're going to go out like that? And, and by the way, if he is, no problem. No problem. This is a tough, brutal sport. You make your money and you want to get out, good luck to you. But some people have made a different stuff, right? And the people that I know, AJ, Dillian White, these people who suffer defeats, they want to come back and there's no, they won't rest till they get revenge or at least attempt revenge. I just can't understand. I, I, I don't know. And where, what's, with the, what's with the silence? He froze. <laughs> Ed, since February, we've spoken about it loads, but about him, Wilder being quiet, not a lot coming back, but all kind of fingers have pointed towards what's actually happening now, like it not happening. Listen, if you don't want to fight again, or you don't want to fight, you know, you don't want to try and win your belt back, each to their own. But what? I, you know, I've got to say, right, the, the best thing that happened for AJ was Tyson Fury winning. Because I believe that in that team, Tyson Fury, MTK, Top Rank, Warren, John Fury, whoever else is in that team as well, they all want to fight AJ, right? They all believe they can beat AJ. 
the other mob, they never wanted it. And I can see it now. And it's only like, it was so frustrating at the period where they wouldn't even have a conversation about fighting Anthony Joshua. Right? But this just goes to show me, like, and, and I believe that, you know, even if, if Wilder would have won, I don't even know if he would have got the AJ fight made. But I know we'll get the Fury fight made. Because different, different characters did, but I just don't understand. How can you have a contract that's just evaporate? How can you let a contract expire and evaporate? Do you know how much pressure I was under when AJ lost to enforce that contract against Andy Ruiz? You can read all about it in my book, Relentless, which launches on October 29th. There's a big chapter on it. Cheers, mate. I didn't sleep for weeks because they tried to get out of that rematch. Right? And I would not accept it. I fought tooth and nail to make sure that AJ, because I wouldn't let him down. And he wanted that fight more than anything. And if he would have turned around and I would have said to him, the only way we can do that fight is if you fight for nothing, he would have done the fight. So I know people say, yeah, but there's no gate. So, mate, all right, so there's no gate. Do you want the rematch? Do you want to win your belt back? Or do you want to let it expire and never fight again? Never fight him again. He can't be taken seriously again if he comes back and has a 10-rounder. You lost your throne. Do you not want to fight for it anymore? But again, maybe what maybe he goes into the wilderness. But I just I just I like to think that I've I'm a good lateral thinker. I know exactly what's going on, but none of this makes sense. But we worry about our own business. I'm just fascinated to see that play out. I'm just waiting for a statement saying. We have a contract, we're enforcing our contract, and that fight is next. And Wilder comes out and goes, right, I'm fighting Fury, I want my belts back, I want this. But, I don't know, strange. What do you think, if you were a betting man, which I know you kind of are, what do you think Wilder will do? Well, if he, if he's not, you know, if, he, if, he, if Fury no longer has a contractual right to fight him, he's going to have to fight a warm-up fight or fight somewhere, I don't know. He may not fight again. You know, if, you, if your heart's not in it and you've made the money he's made over the last couple of fights, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against him, would you? I mean, look, it's a tough sport. Maybe he don't want to be a fighter. Maybe he's not, you know, maybe, maybe he's lost the love for it and, and that can happen. But I just can't make it out because I, I didn't think, I don't know. But his name... If that happens to you, if that happens to you, you knowing fighters like you do, right? He lost. And by the way, you know, the defeats in terms of AJ against Ruiz and Wilder against uh, what, uh, Fury were quite similar, right? I think you could argue they were humiliating, right? Especially AJ, because everybody thought he was going to win, you know, and in front of sold-out Madison Square Garden, it all come crumbling down. But... Do you know any fight like any is there any fighter that you know that from that defeat really you know and I'm not saying AJ and Dillian are special individuals they're just fighters do you know any fighter coup that wouldn't have just been thinking every day about revenge and getting that rematch yeah but we don't know that he's he hasn't fought that but they're not exactly showing like trying to fight for it are they I mean we haven't even heard from him and they've let the contract expire, if that is the case. Yeah, that's the bizarre part, letting no. that expire. 
But listen, I, ultimately, I'm talking as a fan now. It's none of my business. You know, and I'll, I'll and Scott a lot to say about Wilder. I'm just interested, like, to have a chat with you. Like, I mean, I can't say it's like having a chat with your mate in the pub because I wouldn't go to a pub with you. But, you know, you, you get what I mean. No, why wouldn't you go to a pub with me? Well, because I think you're a prick. And? And? Oh, See, mate, what was that? What's that? Why have you just rolled up your sleeves seductively? Ed, have you taken a fucking, some sort of pill or something? Like Not a, that kind of Zoom, mate. So, yeah. Um, anyway, coming on to Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury will, by the looks of it, return to the UK for the first time in quite some time. He'll fight in December, by the looks of it. Um, Maybe. What? I'm not so sure. Why? Don't know. I just think. I don't know. I don't know. I just. It's a, I think it's a. You know. I don't know the situation, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm only going from what Warren and Aram and Fury are saying. They've got to get the money together. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And who, who are you going to fight? What about the, the names that he's been linked with? The Caballos. The well, Caballero's not going to do any business. But listen, if he fights Michael Hunter or... Hunter. Rivas is a good fight. Um, yes. Who is the other one I was thinking about? Was Charles Martin's name mentioned in there somewhere? Charles Martin's all right. I mean, yeah, Charles Martin. Hunter. I think I'd love to see Hunter get an opportunity. You know. You know that when we were doing the AJ fight, it was between Hunter and Reese, and AJ approved both. And we chose Reese. It's a good choice. Um, so yeah I just can't see him and listen he's just beaten Deontay Wilder so he don't have to have a war you know what I mean he can have a little fiddle around if he wants just don't get beat because we got off beat Pulev and then it's on so you don't think it's necessarily a, a done thing then that he's going to be fighting in the UK this year then I'm sure that's the plan but I just you know it's I don't know, it's not my business, but I just know the conversation comes of where's the money coming from? And if you don't fight anyone of note, how do you generate the money? But maybe he just wants to run out. Maybe he's not bothered about money. I don't know. It's just difficult at the moment. There's no gate. Hmm. I mean, if you were him, would you just... Sit it out and wait for the Finley fight, the depends. AJ fight. It depends if he if he wants to stay active and he wants to fight, I'd fight. But he may want he may only want to fight for a certain amount of money, and that's going to be very difficult. But I don't know. It's not my business. I mean, it, it maybe he just wants to warm up for AJ. Have you uh, rescheduled your uh, date with Frank Warren? Not yet. No. I will do though. We'll, we'll we'll get that in the diary. Okay. Has there been any conversations with Team Warren or Frank or anyone? No. Okay. <laughs> it's such a dick. You've not spoken to none of them, no. 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 Okay. Um. So you've got 
Come on, let's do a little run through your shows coming up. Okay, so this Saturday, Lewis Ritson against Miguel Vasquez. Kez Ashback against Mark Leach, Ellie Scottney, Thomas Patrick Ward, Joe Laws, etc., etc. Then we go to next Friday, massive World Championship triple header in Mexico. We have uh, Quadras against Estrada. We have Chocolatito against Gonzalez. We have Julio Cesar Martinez. Then the big one, Usyk against Chisora, October 31st, Halloween special. Then we go November the 7th, Devin Haney um, uh, making his World Championship defence after a year out of the ring against Gamboa. Then we go November the 14th, World Championship triple header, Katie Taylor, uh, Bridges against Ball, Harper against Sanders. Then we go to the 21st, White Pavekin 2. Then we go to the 27th, Jacobs Rosado, Demetrius Andre will be on that card as well, be announced shortly. Then we go to November 28th. No, we don't. Oh, 28th or the 5th is going to be Billy Joe Saunders, basically. And then we go December 12th, probably AJ against Peter. Just coming back to that Billy Joe Saunders date. So you won't do a show on the 28th and the 5th. It'll be either or. Is that right? Yes. Uh, yeah. I might do one on the 19th, but it'll be either or 5th or 12th. Uh, sorry, 28th or 5th. I, I had a call from a week or so ago. Yeah, I did. I spoke George Ryan called me and just said, do you mind not going on the 28th, basically? Because we're going to go with Dubois Joyce. And I said, yeah, okay, we can look at that. So we'll go on the 5th. But now, if that is Fury, I don't know. Maybe we'll stay on the 5th or 28th. We, we've got to go one of those Saturdays, basically. So it's what it is. And Billy Joe Saunders, opponent-wise, is still the same as what you spoke about before. Yeah, I believe it'll be a Brit. I believe it'll be a Brit, and we'll see what happens. Okay. So Martin Murray, Rocky Fielding, one of these guys? Zach Parker, you know, Zach Parker's going to be mandatory next year anyway. So... That's something we can look at, potentially. But, yeah, I'd like it to be a Brit. Okay. Um, what What about John Ryder and David Lemieux? Still talking. Uh, also made an offer to Chudinov. Both of those fights will be sanctioned as a final eliminator if we get them. So, like to see, Ryder will definitely fight this year. But the WBA have, have told me that he's in a final eliminator next. Callum Smith? Callum Smith, again, see if Canelo boxes in December. You know, that could be resolved with the zone. We'll see what happens there. And also, Canelo, in my opinion, won't be fighting Yildirim. And if that's the case, Callum Smith should be fighting Yildirim next to the WBC and WBA. Obviously, 5th of December is also uh, Luke Campbell. Yes, against Ryan Garcia. Great fight. For Ryan Garcia. What about um, Josh Warrington? And Josh Warrington could be on that December date as well. The fight with Kenzu, you know, it was agreed before the pandemic. We're trying to get it over the line. Very, very difficult without crowds, but trying to find a way, trying to put a model together that means that fight can happen. What did you make of um, Kubrat Pulev's comment on Joshua? I mean, I read it on Sky Sports, but it was kind of being pushed as an actual story. Is it a story or not? About? About him saying that he's got a better tan than me. Yeah, I mean, I said it to AJ, actually. I was like, you know... I don't think it was the wisest thing to say, but I don't think it was intentionally racist or anything like that. But, you know, if we're selling the fight, then maybe it was. Okay. Um, that was a joke, by the way, but you didn't really get it. No. I know, Edward. But I thought I'd ask it. It was just billed as a story. The board ordered some fights. Mm -hmm. So, react pause vacated. Correct. 
Okay, so uh, the board have approved Juma and Billum Smith. For the British and Commonwealth title, that lands on November the 21st on the White Povetkin card. Great fight. Great fight. Great fight. Um, and Chris Jenkins is now going to fight S.O. Eckerman because Connor Ben has taken, obviously we'll talk about that, but the Sebastian Formella fight. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know what else we could have done to make that fight. We made Chris Jenkins six offers. He, you know, him and his team were desperate to take the fight. I do feel for them, but they weren't allowed to. So we got to a stage and I wrote to Queensbury and, and his manager and I said, look, we're taking another fight. We've got this opportunity, but we'd like to do the British title. Here's our improved and final offer. All we're going to pull out. And they still didn't take it. So let him fight Echo Eskimen. You know what I mean? And Ben's got a much, much, much bigger fight, a much tougher fight. I think, you know, I have to take my hat off to Conor Ben because this is a tough, tough fight. I mean, you just saw Formella go 12 rounds with Porter. I know he got beat comfortably, but he did not stop trying. He did not stop throwing punches. He's a very, very good fighter. And this is a massive step up for Conor Ben. And that lands on November 21st, as you said. Another great fight on that card. Um, Liam Williams and Andrade, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the deal there? So Liam Williams chose to have an interim fight. So Billy, uh, Demetrius would have one as well in November, probably at a catch weight. And then after that, the WBO will order negotiations for, for, to start for that fight. And you'll see that fight, I believe in the first quarter of 2021. Good fight. Good fight. I think, you know, I mean, I think it's hard yeah, you had two fights there that were, that were horrific mismatches, those two main events of Josh Taylor and Andrew Robinson. And it's not, it's not anyone's fault, but they're just, I just think people have got to look at these mandatories. And, you know, it's not doing the sport any favours. No disrespect to Andrew Robinson or Consong, but they, it's just, you know, it's a world-class fighter fighting a domestic, a British title challenger. And, you know... Williams is ready for the challenge. I think Williams is a, is a, I think he's got plenty of arsehole. I think he's him against Demetrius is a good fight. And I think it's a great fight. We'll try and do that in Providence. Did you come to the Selecki fight in Providence? Who was on the undercard? Uh, you fight? No. No, great crowd. They had like eight or 9,000 in, great atmosphere. And I think, I think Williams and Andrade can have a bit of spite. So yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all up for that. What's, um, the, what are you delaying AJ Pulev announcement for? Nothing really, just finalising the contract. Not signed yet, so you'll get you'll get a uh, announcement soon. Still taking place in the UK, probably. The plan. That's the plan. Yeah. Why are you being coy over that? Being coy. You, that, that fight's happening, and you'll you'll get an announcement soon. Chill the fuck out. It's not going to end up in like. Like a random part of the world. <laughs> it's a dick. <laughs> right, can I go? No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, I want to go home. Um, Edward, come on. Lopez and Lomachenko this week. I know you're not showing the fight. As in yeah, I'm, apparently I was the only person that could show the fight. But yeah, um, great fight. Great fight. Uh, Lopez is done some brilliant talking brilliant talking um, what's your tip for it though Edward my tip is that Vasily Lomachenko will win every round really that cutthroat yeah every round 
I believe so. Okay. Um, okay. Was there something else I'd like to say to you? Do you want to talk about your book again? Oh, I've got a book coming out two weeks today. If you haven't pre-ordered it, pre-ordered it now. No, I'm all good, mate. Tune in on Saturday night. How's your old man before we go? Yeah, he was a bit rough, to be fair. He's like very fluid. But last few days, much better. And, yeah, a couple more days, he'll be back in. If I don't go to the show on Saturday, I'll be around there watching it with him. Uh, all right. To work on Monday. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.